are ready to go. CHGO Bears post game presented by PointsBet. Use promo code CHGO when you sign up to get two risk free bets up to $2,000. Bears win Super Bowl. They beat the Chiefs. They beat Mahomes. They beat Matt Nagy. That was, I'm sorry. I'm just, I'm very excited right now. I'm not, I can't, I can't wipe the smile off my face right now. That was the greatest. Second half <laughs> Bears preseason performance in the history of the Bears. That I mean, down 14 nothing at halftime. So there, why in the world? What type of idiot did not bet the Chiefs today? <laughs> like, how are they not going to kill the Bears? And the yeah. Bears, in my gambling headspace, points bet, comes rolling back, and we win by five. I, I think you should have amended that. You did say that halfway through the game. <laughs> what idiot did not bet the Chiefs? Really... Who did, who didn't bet the Chiefs first quarter? That that oh, okay. should have been the bet. Okay, correct. Chiefs first quarter, Chiefs first half. I mean, I'll say this: I I was I actually hosted the bet show yesterday, and I yeah. I suggested the under. So the under hit. The under hit. Good so job. That's all Good that job. I there you go. Good job. Uh, welcome in to the first ever CHGO Bears post game. Very excited about it. Been looking forward to this for a while, quite frankly. Adam Hogue, alongside my good friend Mark Carmen today. Uh, welcome back, my friend. Thanks, brother. Excited you're here. We had fun watching the game. Uh, Lawrence is producing here. We're going to check in with Nicholas Moriano out at Soldier Field here. Uh, within the next hour or so, he's covering the locker room, press conferences, press conferences, everything for us there. Uh, Will DeWitt is going to check in. I think we might have a surprise from uh, the, one of the tailgate locks really? at some point. So we got a loaded show for you here. Very excited about it. Um, Good first game. It's a preseason for everybody, including us here at CHGO. I'm not going to lie. It was a little weird for me waking up this morning, not having to rush downtown to Soldier Field early in the morning. Um, yeah, you've seen all the tweets from all the great Bears reporters that I've known forever with their empty stadium picks and not being there. I'm not going to lie. There was a little bit of FOMO, a little bit of FOMO. Yes, yeah, so you told me that you would be here at 11.30. I got here uh, in the neighborhood around 11, and I didn't hear from Hogue until like 11.50. And you, <laughs> and you, and you walked up, and you, it just, you, you looked FOMO. It's like, this is not normal for me. And I, I'm like, no, it's going to be fun. You're going to enjoy it. We're, we're going we're gonna to watch Bears football, and you'll see Kevin Fishbane and company another time. I enjoyed it. We had a double screens. You know, in a veteran football move, I had it. The, one of the screens delayed like 10, 15 seconds. That, that so you get automatic replay. I enjoyed watching it today. It was it was fun. It I, was good. I mean, I got 12 pages of notes for I a preseason we, game, and we I, are I, ready to go here. <laughs> and yep. I went. I, I go old school. I, I can't. I gotta have the yellow pad here. I, I didn't want to have the computers over there just in case. But I'm. I, it was. Listen, Carm's yellow pad. It sounds like a segment. Yeah, it well, does sound like a segment. I, I thought of that as well. Yeah, I got. I got a lot on here today, and 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 Justin Fields looked good. Adam Hogue. I think. I think we got to say that. I think he. I, it wasn't. The, it wasn't perfect, and he nearly got killed in a preseason game, which would have been absolutely horrendous. We didn't want to see. Uh, a Zach Wilson situation here, but he got through it healthy, and he had a sweet uh, completion to Darnell Mooney. All right, let's go. Yeah, um, we we start every uh, post-practice show with our best and worst, so we might as well do that today. Um, I would say that the best, probably the best, was Tajay Sharp's catch on the sideline. I want to say, like, the most important play was the play, the play to Mooney. Because, like, it was just you could tell one of those plays they had drawn up. Good ball from Fields. Great catch by Mooney. 
covered pretty tightly. Like, that was just good for the offense. But Sharp's, Sharp's catch was, uh, as Will DeWitt tweeted, very sharp. It, it, it was. And uh, third down play right, rush in his face, got it out to him. Great, great job uh, hauling great it in. photo. Yeah, that is a sweet photo. <laughs> That's USA uh, Today helping I'm, us out. Great there. job by them. I'm a little That's fantastic. I am a little disappointed that you played this straight down the middle because all you did all game long was just scream about Jack Sanborn. Uh which I oh I, yeah. <laughs> By the way, that was not the same play though. Actually, now I think I about know. it. Yeah, well, no, no, it was, good. Yeah, but I was. Right. It was still a great photo. But that was actually a, Sharp had two or three nice catches in the game. That yeah. was another one. Yeah, um, yeah, I think that one came from Simi and Trevor Simeon later in the game. The one that we we're talking about is the uh, right. one hand coverage, one hand. Yeah, I have no idea how he caught that. It was impressive. And listen, we need. Uh, yeah, who's going to step up in, in the wide receiver slot? Uh, my guy Chris Fink wasn't. He had a he, he well. Your best play. You want to go give your Fink best play? Well, I I see. I've been I, I fell in love with Chris Fink at mini camp. I'm like this guy. This guy's gonna do it. He's he's gonna be a training camp darling. He's my guy. And then you know a couple of punt returns didn't exactly look like he had the blazing speed. But late in the game, that fair catch at midfield when you absolutely had to have it. Not really, but still, he went from sideline to sideline, crossed the field uh, to, to make a fair catch as the ball was going to land safely out of bounds anyway. But that's the effort. That's the hits Play principle. The Fink, yeah. my guy. Let's go. Okay. Practice squad. I love all the people that are going to take you serious on that one. <laughs> um, and people are – Trent Gill. Yeah, Trent Gill. Yo, <laughs> the, Ryan Poles' draft class showed out today. Uh, it was it was impressive. Uh, it, like it, the ones that played, they and some of the undrafted free agents. You mentioned Sanborn. Sanborn was all over the field. I gave a shout out to Stacy King in the middle of the game, saying that there's 11 Jack Sanborns out there because <laughs> it looked like it. He was all over the field. He had a TFL, uh, a PBU, an interception. Fumble recovery. I mean, that's a hell of a debut for Lake Zerk's own Jack Sanborn. The, the the interception was a that was a high level play. Number one, he was right there in coverage. Number two, he, he had a little contact before, and then to actually catch the football, mm-hmm. mostly contested. I, that, that was okay. You're on the team, Jack Sanborn, and to Ryan Pace's draft. Uh, Ryan Pace. Oh, oh, my, God. oh, oh my God. Oh my God. I apologize. Fired. I apologize. That's over. <laughs> Poles. That's over. Oh. We need to have a uh, – don't, oh, don't the Blackhawks guy have a jar for every time they say the former GM's name? Oh, they have a jar, I'll yeah. We, sh- need a, we need to either contribute named, to that yeah. jar or come up with our own jar. Well, we do have a bottle is, of Malort in the building. This, this coffee is from four hours ago. It's cold and terrible, so I just did that for a, a, a mea culpa as best <laughs> I can. It was basically Malort. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. I, anyway. I feel, okay, anyway, yeah. uh, Jaquan Brisker, man. Oh. I so, mean, l- wow. Um, in terms of player of the game – I the, the Bears broadcast gave it to Sanborn. I think we still go Brisker since those those snaps mattered more if we're being honest. But Brisker was he had one one three and out he did all by himself. Jaqu- he made all three plays. I mean, I t- tweeted out like, "Is this the next Ed Reed?" Which arguably could be the greatest safety in in the history of the NFL. So I I, I was of course that was a little over the top. But yeah. Jaquan Jaquan Brisker, we've been listen every t- everything about Jaquan Brisker. You you. No one has said a bad word about him. No. But, but this was even taller than I thought we would see. He looks comfortable. He looks like he knows what he's doing. He's got great intuition. He's physical. I mean, the Bears, I think it's overly clear they have a player in Jaquan Brisker, which, hey, Ryan Poles, 
Congratulations, pal. That's a hell yeah. of a pick. My friend uh, Phil Yates from ESPN tweeted at me in the middle of the game, like, the conversation is going to shift from why didn't the Bears draft a wide receiver there to why was Jaquan Brisker still on the board at that yep. spot? And I agree with him. I think – and, you know, I was asked on the score yesterday from our friend Danny Parkins. Parko you know, putting he, – he's, like, he's like, I'm tracking George Pickens. I'm, I'm gonna, I, I have to watch, you know – all these wide receivers, and I'm like, yeah, but I think Brisker's going to be good. So those wide receivers might turn out too for other teams, but Brisker, I mean, he sure looks like the real deal. I mean, Parker's Parko's the type of guy that has all the variables in his mind at all times. But listen, you, no one is ever going to look back and say, why in the hell did they do they draft Brisker at 48? That was so incredibly dumb. I don't, I don't think we're going to be having that conversation in five years. And you know, going back to his video when he was talking to Poles and he was, you just got the steal of the draft. Yeah. And some for some reason, I think every single Bears fan believed him when he said it. I, I loved that comment. That's You got to believe in yourself in life, right? And, and, yeah. and Jaquan Brisker, he did in that moment, and he, he's certainly doing it right now. Uh, speaking of comments, this you know we are live here on the old YouTubes, and we uh, first of all thank you to the almost 700 people currently watching. That's awesome. We do have a super chat from Nolan O'Brien who says Jaquan Brisker, defensive rookie of the year. Uh, shout out to everyone who wants to get their comments on and heard. Hit us with a super chat. You'll get right up to the top of the line. Yeah, we should mention. I mean, welcome if you're if you're watching for the first time. Maybe a lot of probably some new people jumping in after after a game like this. So here we are, CHGO. Um, we got. We're going to have post-game shows all season long. We'll be right back here Thursday night. Uh, actually, we're going to do a pregame Thursday night, too, before the Seahawks game. Um, but, yeah, we, we'll take your comments throughout the show. We'll mention everything. Super Chats obviously make it every time. Nolan says Jaquan Brisker, Defensive Rookie of the Year. That's something I've thrown out there as a possibility. Like, I don't know what the odds are on, on if you can, like, bet certain players yet on Defensive Rookie of the Year, if it gets that specific. But I would think you get good value on him right now. He, yeah, you know he's going to be on the field, and every every bet you make in any situation in the NFL is assuming health. I shouldn't even say that, but I just did. But he, you know he's going to be out there, and you also know that the Bears' defense is not exactly elite. No. So he's going to have, I would just think he'd pile up tackles. Yeah. As, as, aside from, he's going to turn the ball over. He will get interceptions. He nearly had one today. I would think you force fumbles, he's going to be in there too. That's That's... It's, that's a fun bet to make. Let's go. Uh, maybe we need to like do a show bet on that. I like that. Um, hit if you if you're here, please hit that like button. Hit subscribe. Notifications It'll always let you know when we're going live. Um, and and for all of our, I see a lot of our long time. When I say long time, we're talking what five months? Was it five months? Six months? It feels like a long time. I don't it know. does feel like a long time. But a lot of the same friends that are here every day watching our post practice shows too, in the house. So welcome in. Um, you can follow me on Twitter at Adam Hogue. He's at the Carm. Just great Ed Reed thoughts on at the Carm. Uh, yes, uh, Chris Fink breakdowns. I, I got I got all sorts of things going on here. <laughs> I, this is uh, listen. I wrote down. I mean, greatest second half in in, in Bears history. How about uh, the Fluce with the challenge? I, Check that box. Way to go, Fluce. You, you, you showed out. You knew exactly that that nine-yard completion was BS, and you threw that flag, and then you had the interception right after that. Let's go. Yeah. Come on. I, and how about the Fluce's look? Whatever The, the, the plate card coming right out of the, of the front, not worried about uh, the family. Whatever the situation is down there, Fluce has got it all figured out. It's a, it's a, it's a classic aggressive. coach move. 
I, I think most coaches have a backside. Going the backside? Yeah, yeah, he's going. He's more aggressive frontside. Sometimes flutes. you'll see, uh, you know, Pat Fitzgerald usually has it clipped, and he lets just lets it hang down on a string. Safer play by Fitz. Yeah. Hashtag Fitz. Love you, Fitz. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. Can you seriously? I don't. Maybe somebody in the chat knows here, but I don't remember any coach going frontside down the pants. Aggressive. Oh yeah, I've seen that. Yeah. Really? Did I've probably even done it. I mean, I feel like yeah, like a Parcells maybe or maybe Parcells yeah. like, did Andy Reid do that ever or no? Does, I don't know. It seems. I feel like a larger gentleman could get away with that. I don't know why I'm. Thinking yeah. Okay. That. Um, I'm. I'm uncomfortable. Lewis was looking good in the white polo he, today. He, he pulled the red challenge flag at the right time. Dude, understated white polo, blue hat, got his thing. I, I the hat confused me, I, and I, it's not his fault. The Lawrence, we were talking about this in the middle of the game. It was like, yeah, what was going on? It said it was the Bears B, but then it said Bears NFC. Eight, yeah, I don't, I don't know. know what was going yeah. on there. It I just didn't like strange. the hat. I think he just pulled any hat out because he's Matt Eberflus. I, 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 and I'm I, sure I'm, New Era will sell it to you for like forty-four dollars. So I'm just, I'm that. just. I'm in on the flus. I'm, I'm, I'm feel. I'm feeling. You're all in. One preseason game. Here we go. Overreaction uh, post game show. I love it. All right. So Brisker's the defensive player of the game. Offense. I'm gonna go with Tajay Sharp. Yeah. You know, it was only two catches, but you're, you're, you're. You, we're waiting for somebody to merge at wide receiver. I mean, you want to start talking about things that matter in this game. I think this is one of the things that matter. I mean, Tajay Sharp's been in the league. He's not new. You look at the career receptions of some of the guys that are in the mix right now. He, he's actually higher up there with over 100 in his career, which still isn't that much. But right. still, um, and, and both both of his catches were impressive. He made plays, and, um, and I think that that definitely mattered. So you were looking for that. Meanwhile, on the flip side, I guess we didn't really do our worst yet, but Daz Newsome... Ooh. Really struggling early on. Now, he comes back with the touchdown later in the game. Happy for him because it was not going well. Um, but the muff punt. That wasn't good. And then it was a, he had another bad play after uh, that. So that must have been a drop, I think. He, he yeah, had I think a muff drop. And was it? He had a muffed punt. Didn't he? Didn't he also didn't he get tackled fourteen yards back? Wasn't that? Oh well, yeah, well? the whole thing. Any, any, basically, I'd have to look at the replay, but I'm guessing that that whole sequence also caused the block in the back. And yep. that pushed him back even more. So, but then second half caught a touchdown pass. Although he kind of bobbled that, he, he was he, it wasn't as crisp. It was a good it, route. It, it, good route, absolutely yeah. good route. And then he had the end around, which was uh, and, and showed the speed. So, I don't think he took himself completely out of making the team competition, considering where the Bears are at with their roster. So maybe he's still in there. But he didn't. He, I don't think it's it's certainly a first half that he'd want to forget. But yeah, I we had him cut. Well, <laughs> we, we had, Lamar Jackson did had a rough day. Uh, yeah, Lamar Jackson's tackling was suspect. And, and, and by the way, that's something that um, this is why these preseason games matter. I mean, they're, they're not really live tackling in practice. Right. And you, so you can look at a player like Lamar Jackson, who I think overall has been having a pretty decent camp, is in the right places. Um, but when it gets to game day, you have to tackle. And so you don't get to evaluate that till these preseason games. And then it came to that point, and there were a couple plays – where he just throws his shoulder in there and doesn't wrap up, and it costs them. The the fluce is not going to like that. That is not that's not the hits principle right there. You you, and he had a huge opportunity with so many guys out, so he's on the field a ton. Uh, wasn't great. Wasn't great yeah. to say the least. Uh, man, I got a ton. And, and uh, Michael Schofield. Uh, 
Oh, yeah, early on, Schofield got beat. Yep. That was just one play, though. I don't think – we'll get a better chance looking at the film, but I um, I don't know if that was a chronic problem throughout that, the game. That's fair. I, I can't call it chronic, but, I mean, it was straight. Yeah. I'm just going to run you over and kill Justin Fields. It's not what you wanted to see. I liked what I saw from Braxton Jones. Decent. You yep. know, there was one play where he got pushed back into Fields. I don't think it's perfect. Yep. But, honestly, the most um, – Notable thing from Braxton Jones, I think, is they took him out with Justin Fields. That was it. You're talking about a guy who came from the FCS level, played for a 1-10 in 10 Southern Utah team, and is playing in his first NFL game. I would have put him on the list of guys that should play a ton. And they took out the first-team offense. Braxton Jones was out of there. Starting left tackle. I mean, that's what that tells you. Yes, and I would say that's my first failed fluce, if I may. Like, you, you would have had him play more? Yeah, come yeah. on, man. He, this is not somebody – I understand that you're thinking that he's going to be your starting left tackle, which is an amazing job. Again, by you, Ryan Poles, fifth-round draft pick. Congratulations. Looking like a hell of a draft here. But leave him on the field. Let him let, – this is – he has not – I mean, Jaquan Brisker was playing much longer. And, by the way, like, I think we all feel a little bit more comfortable in Brisker than we do about Braxton Jones. So that, that to me, was a little bit odd. It's not like – unless he's – I dealing with some level of minor nagging injury where he's still playing. I highly doubt that's the case because you wouldn't play him, period, then. I wouldn't think. So I, I would have left him out there longer. Yeah, I mean, I, I can certainly listen to that argument and um, don't disagree. I was surprised that he came out as fast as he did. Um, but that being said, the limited reps, which I think Fields in the first team offense had 18 total plays. And, and look, no, I, I know we're having fun here and everything. No one's overreacting. The offense didn't score. With them, okay. Right. So I like, and and there were it was definitely not great. Um, but I do think in terms of what you're looking for in 18 plays, it's are they running the offense? They at least make a couple plays here and there. Fields look comfortable. I mean, if you yeah. want to unfortunately live in reality, sure, the offense, the first team <laughs> offense didn't score, and the first team defense, the Chiefs walked right down the field and put it in the end zone. Yeah. So, <laughs> so, so we all sat there. We were all sitting there, okay, this is exactly what it is. The Chiefs are perhaps going to win another Super Bowl, and the Bears are going to win four games. Great. Yeah. Uh, that, I mean, that's what everybody thought after the Bears' first possession and the Chiefs' first possession. However, uh, we are looking for growth this year. We are looking for fields to make huge steps. And we're, there was, I think, uh, there are – a lot of positives that you can take out of preseason game number one. So that's where I'm choosing to live right now for the most part. Yes. I mean, I certainly don't really care about the score, quite frankly. I wanted him to win. It was weird. I wanted it. You're, you're rooting for the victory <laughs> I, at the I, end. I wanted the W. That's why you were pumped up about Fink's fair catch with five minutes to go. I'm just like, let, let's go. Let's get, a, let's get a preseason victory. Come on. Yeah. Um. All right. Well, we are going to... Uh, bring in Will DeWitt here soon, and then we'll also hear from Nicholas Moriano. Um, before we get to Will, though, I just want to kind of, I think, acknowledge some of the um, good pl the players that were good, players that kind of struggled. I mean, I, I put Braxton Jones on my good list. I put Jack Sanborn on the good list. Taze Sharp, definitely. Um, oh, I'll tell you another couple things. Speaking of the coaching, I put Matt Eberflus, I think, on my good list. Yeah. Um, on mine. One of the things I liked that it honestly was just refreshing, quite frankly. But after the Tajay Sharp catch along the sideline, which was a catch. That's true. They, they ran right up the line. They ran to the line of scrimmage because it is a close play on the sideline, and they were ready for it. You could tell they had practiced it. 
that everybody on the field was ready for it. They could barely get the replay in before. I don't even sure they did get the replay in. Uh, maybe one before they had was like, oh shit, the next play is being snapped, and that was refreshing because how many times in the last coaching staff did we see that a problem? Honestly, the, the the whole coaching change is just so unbelievably refreshing. Matt Nagy prowling up and down the sidelines, trying to look important, doing whatever he was doing. Flus like way more understated. I like guess just just doing his Flus thing. Uh, that particular play, also the challenge flag, just. Also, just hearing from the Bears leading up to the game, Darnell Mooney. Yeah, we, of course, had some scramble plays, but we never practiced them, which is like, how is that possible? Uh, just er everything about what this coaching staff has done to this point, it just feels way more understated, grounded, and just, uh, just a way better place that the, for the Bears to be in than they were, call it, at least the last three, if not four years. Yeah. Um, now, I did... You mentioned the Braxton Jones thing. I didn't necessarily like the sequence where they um, ran a run on third and six. I didn't like that either. Um, now, I think it was the tight end, uh, Chase Allen, who got beat. It looked like actually Borum, Larry Borum may have been beat on the right side. Chase Allen got beat on the left side. The play just didn't work. But they're still in plus territory it looked like a great opportunity to me to try a fourth down conversion, and they just punted there. And I just didn't really like that. Yeah, third and six, J Justin Fields about to leave the game. Let him throw the ball. What are we doing here? Yeah. Come on, man. This, is, this, this season is about Fields' development. We're not trying to... You're not trying to inch into field goal territory here, and you're not. You're, we're not in two down territory either, apparently, because you're punting. Yeah. So let him throw the ball. Let's see. Let's see how he does at third and six. Come on. But to me, there's a big difference between like stuff like that. We're going to debate debate every game, no matter yes. what team it is. You know, play calls um, and and um, you know, coaching decisions like that. Just those are those are more like game strategy type deals. I I, I think the refreshing stuff is just like sort of like. The basics, yeah, like rushing to the line of scrimmage, um, practicing scramble drills, like just some of those things that we've heard about throughout camp. You, you feel good about it so far. Well, and then the report coming out earlier in the week that Eberflus was sitting with, I forget who he was sitting with, and just going over what would you do in this situation. Let's go over. Let's let's go over this time and time again because you're a first time head coach. It's going to be in the moment and it's going to feel really fast. So let's practice that for you because. I mean, a lot of people have said over time that a head coach literally should have somebody standing next to him on the sidelines who's going to tell him, hey, the book would say take a timeout right now. The book would say, you know, just, just basic fundamental things to do with how much time is left on the clock at this moment stuff. And I, I like the fact that they're working on that because he hasn't been this. This is he's the he's a first time head coach in the NFL. There's going to be he's not going to be a 10 year vet doing it. So as, as much as he can get up to speed, it's a good thing. All right, I can see Will there. We got people asking in the comments where he is. Um, Will, as, Will, as Will, long as he's Will, there, we Will. should bring in Will to win. Want to do an ad break first? Um, hit yeah. An ad break? Oh, an ad break. Wait, is that still part of my job? Ad yeah. break. Yeah, ad yeah break. that's ad right. Break. Ad, ad break. Good point. See, this is why Lawrence is the best and why he's here. Um, yes, you guys should know this by now, but if you're new, 
then you should see that code we have up up in the corner, code CHGO from PointsBet. Great opportunity if you're new, you want to become a CHGO member. The best way to support CHGO is to download the PointsBet app. Use code CHGO when you sign up, and if you do that right now, you'll get two risk-free bets up to $2,000. And that's not it. If you make a $50 or more first-time deposit, you will receive a free CHGO membership, which unlocks all of our web content, and you'll even get a free shirt of your choice from the CHGO locker. That's $2,000 in free bets, a free CHGO membership, and a free t-shirt from the CHGO locker, all for making a $50 or more first-time deposit at PointsBet. Any questions, email pointsbet at allchgo.com, and we will help you out. Your home for live in-play betting just got even better. If you see an edge in the game you're watching, or if your favorite team is primed for a comeback in a preseason game when they're down 14-0, watch the game. You can bet along with it live. More live betting, more live markets, and faster live cash outs. You can follow along with your bets the moment they hit. Stay in the live action all game long. Again, download the PointsBet app right now. Use promo code CHGO. What are you waiting for? It is time to elevate your live betting game. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, Call 1-800-GAMBLER for crisis counseling and referral services. Anybody out there who bet the Bears down 14-0 to come back and win, you are my hero. That's a, that's a, that's a great job. Yes. It's, uh, I, I want to be your friend. Seriously. I, I need Congratulations. to insights. Uh, Will DeWitt is with us. You can follow him on Twitter, at Will DeWitt. The L's are ones in there. Just make sure you got that sorted out uh, as we bring him into the show. Right now, working what's going on? on working Will? on here. Give me a second here. I'm oh, trying we to... don't have Will yet. Well, I'm just trying to get... He's got a nice, cool green screen I'm trying to make sure it's set up, and I'm having a hard time with it. So, you know what? It looks it's like pre-season. a gray screen to me. We're just going to... He's he's gray. Look That's at that. fine. He's gray. There's, there's Will. Uh, Will, let me unmute you here and let me get you in here. And say hi, Will. Hi, Will. No, hey, guys. How's it going? <laughs> Loving the setup. Orange helmet's a nice touch in the studio. Carm, you are as well. Lawrence, the setting you're looking for is the fade level. Ah, the fade level. <laughs> See, yes, wow. the fade level. Oh, the old fade level. How, how does uh, Jake Jake Flanagan added the orange is. helmet to the set? Lawrence is not happy about it. It's terrible. I okay. mean, I hate it. Team Jake, I think it's awesome. I don't know why everybody's having a problem with it. I, I'm not used to the bears. What do you mean not used to the bears and orange? The orange and blue. I, I think it's sweet. What 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 are people missing? I, mean, in, I think that helmet's awesome. I will say in person, I. I enjoy it more than I thought I would when it was just an image on the internet. I'm not going to say that I it's better than the blue, but I'm going to say it's it's in it's in competition. I think what people just don't like is the blend of the orange helmet on top of the orange jersey, and the oranges aren't exactly the same too, so it gets a little hokey. Yeah. But like by itself, you're right. Like I really like that helmet. But guys, we have a football game to talk about. <laughs> you started uh, so far so good, and I'm just thankful, and I'm sure you are too, that the Bears made. A Saturday afternoon worth watching preseason football. Yeah, it was an entertaining day. I also love Tony chiming in the comments saying, how did he not know about the fade level? <laughs> how did he not know about I'm it? I'm sorry, Tony. I, you know, I, I, it's preseason, man. Hashtag fade Game level. One. I don't know. Uh, well, uh, you had a long list of players that you said you were going to be watching in this game. Um, you know, go through some of the guys that you thought showed out, some of the guys who maybe struggled. What did you see out there today? Yeah, no, absolutely. You guys hit on a lot of these Bears in general, the mixture between Bears uh, players as well as coaches. Uh, Justin Fields, I think overall, we have to start with Justin. Uh, that just makes so much sense. But overall, I thought he had a solid day. 
a little bit of pressure, but the throws that he made under pressure, I thought were just incredible. Uh, nice touch down the field to Darnell Mooney. Same thing in that ball to Tajay Sharp, putting it only where Sharp can come down with that ball and in some tight coverage as well. And that was just a great play all you know all the way around. And if you take out those two drops from Khalil Herbert, you're looking at a potential, what, six or seven day, roughly 60 yards. That would have been on par with Patrick Mahomes. That would have made me feel pretty good. But overall, I thought Justin did what he needed to today. Uh, especially under pressure, as I mentioned. Uh, let's see, looking at this list, Braxton Jones, guys, another player that I think we all believe passed that test that he had today. We've been talking about those different benchmarks that he has to kind of clear. This was the next kind of hurdle, and he did just that here today. He looked apart. There was that one play where he let some pressure in to Justin's lap, and that got a little scary with some contact below the knee. But overall, like by and large, Braxton Jones looked fine and can I just talk about Jaquan Brisker for the rest of my time? Like, is that fair? <laughs> he was good. He was good, Will. I mean, he did everything that we've seen him do at camp. The big hits, being around the football, coming up and being uh, excellent in run support and just kind of setting that tone in the back end of the defense. Like, we've kept saying that he's the real deal. He looks the part. He needed, just like Jones, kind of show it in a game atmosphere. He did that here today as well. That one drive that he pretty much stopped by himself. Like, that was incredible to watch. Like, oh, there's Jaquan. Oh, Brisker pops again, and yet again, he does it uh, as well. Uh, another one I would say flashed in a good way that was on my list was uh, Dominic Robinson, uh, too. A lot of good pressures, beating some double teams, getting his hands in the face of the quarterback. He also got that sack, and I just love the effort that he plays with. You know the Bears are emphasizing those team tackles, and even though he's in the backfield, he's in the pocket, and it's like a short little dink out to the receiver, he's out there chasing that ball carrier down from behind too. So just another player to me that stood out in a positive light. Uh, if we're looking for maybe guys who didn't step up in ways that I was hoping, uh, Isaiah Coulter was one. Uh, you know, We yeah. saw him at practice this week kind of step up. Didn't really do that here today as well uh chase allen same kind of boat didn't make a lot of noise out there uh, at the tight end position and even lamar jackson is a player that's been playing outside and i just wanted to see how he kind of fared in a game and today you know he had that missed tackle on the outside where he got a good hit but he's not wrapping up and even on some of the other good plays he had it's kind of like the same kind of deal where he just wasn't making that fundamental tackle that you know this coaching staff is looking for uh, he's aggressive, which is what they want out of their corners, too. But the lack of fundamentals, missing some of those tackles, I think really did hurt his stock here today. Let's create a competition uh, right now between Ebner and Herbert. Uh, I mean, I think that's a legit thing. Herbert right? had a drop in the game. Herbert had a drop. Ebner, I, I, I thought it was pretty clear that Ebner looked better. Ebner, Ebner had a touchdown catch. Ebner looks... I don't know. Just shifty I, or fast or something. I, I, I don't, have if beef you're, with Luke Getzey. I mean, I was well on my way to my bold prediction coming true when he had, like, 24 yards in his first two carries. And then they just didn't give him the ball anymore. It was Darrington Evans the rest of the game. So, I got the touchdown right, but I he wasn't – he was on pace. Does it, is it a win if he was on pace for 100 yards? What did he finish it, it's with a, there? It's, it's definitely Ebner, not a six loss. six carries, 31 yards. Yeah, and and Herbert was seven for twenty, and okay, like Herbert was a lot of his carries were going against the Chiefs' first team defense, for whatever that's worth in a in a preseason game. I but I I don't know. I it, it's a good thing, bottom line, that that that, that Tristan Ebner played well today. I, I just thought that in in lieu of no David Montgomery, I didn't think that Khalil Herbert distinguished himself really at all. I think overall, Adam, in terms of total yardage, that 
rough math in my head, like 95 total yards for Ebner, if you count those kickoff returns that he had as well. Ooh, so like yes. right, right there for the 100 total yards here today. But Carm, you mentioned like this shiftiness that was on display, like some of those cuts, and I'm not going to draw the comparison 100%, but they reminded me of a little bit of Matt Forte. Like the wow. ability to, you know, that quick, yeah, the quick change ability, but also still move up field. Like those are the moves that you saw Matt Forte do that Herbert, you know, doesn't have that same exact burst, but that's what Ebner does possess. And I saw a little bit of that, like that one little shimmy on the sideline, where he was able to make that guy pretty much miss and just in the blink of an eye, like that was Forte-esque. Again, not perfectly Matt Forte, No, not going to try to draw that comparison so soon, but it did remind me of him uh, watching this game. But yeah, no, Ebner really kind of stood out. That touchdown reception helps when Herbert does drop those two balls as well. So, hey, maybe there is a little bit of, you know, a competition here, at least to kind of carve in a, a little bit more of those reps and touches in his regular season, you know, outside of David Montgomery, because I think we're all unsure exactly how those touches are going to get divvied up. But if Ebner keeps showing out like he is here today, like there's no reason why his role can't be, you know, somewhat substantial in this Bears offense this season. Now, Good point brought up, though, in, um, from somebody in the comments that I just saw a, a moment ago. Ebner was looked confused in pass protection once. I just He may not have known his assignment on the play, may have missed a check. I have no idea. But it was when Peterman came in the game and got blasted <laughs> pretty mm. much uh, right away. And you could see Nathan Peterman get up and talk to him right away because someone came free off the left side of the offensive line and it looked like that was supposed to be the responsibility of the running back on the play. And the reason why, as we compare touchdown catch to a drop from Herbert, if we bring in Evans to the conversation, watch the touchdown throw to Daz Newsome, and Darrington Evans had a great blitz pickup on that down. So when it comes to rookies, that pass protection is always a huge part of it. And if you can't be trusted to pick up the right guy, it doesn't necessarily matter how many catches or carries or good runs you have because if you can't help in pass protection, they're not going to trust you to play on game day. And, Will, sitting with Hogue today, I got to give credit to Coach Hogue because you saw that in the moment. Look at that blitz pickup, and I, I had to get it on, on, the, uh, on the replay here. So <laughs> the dude was on it, Will. It was impressive. Oh, that's uh, that's great. You're feeling the Hogue effect there already. But hey, you know what? Maybe Ebner's watching the, the Hogue effect of the game, though. No. What was the other one? The biggest Hogue effect was we're we're sitting there late in the fourth quarter, and we have been, you know, I think like a lot of people, are they ever going to show Matt Nagy on this broadcast? Seriously, <laughs> can we like the, the 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 damn head coach of the Bears for the last four years is yeah. sitting right there? And there's not one Bears fan that doesn't want to see him looking sour as the Bears are beating his Chiefs now, uh, or and or him celebrating. I would have loved to have seen a Matt Nagy a pump of the fist when Patrick Mahomes took him right down the field just for a little bit of a, a fun moment. And so Hogue's like, should I tweet out that that they, this hasn't been shown? And he tweets it, and then five seconds later, next thing you know. He's they're showing it. It's like the power is 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 Hogue controlling the broadcast here because it might have been the power of Hogue. Interesting, Dude. interesting timing. Their life is funny that way sometimes, oh, though. And oh, maybe it was like because this was what technically you... what Bears TV network right now. So maybe it was like a you know an inside decision. Like let's limit how many times we're showing you know Matt Nagy. I, I can see them wanting to do that, although 
like you said, Carm, I, seeing his face towards the end would have, was, was great, but would have been great maybe a little bit more down the stretch. But you mentioned Ebner in the pass pro, and I just wanted to use that as like a segue to like maybe he's been watching the right side of the starting offensive line a little bit too much because that one was a little <laughs> bit rough here to see. I didn't have either of those guys as like true players. I was super interested in watching because I thought like the fort would have been held down just fine, but that, they struggled a little bit more than I thought they would. Yeah. It's true. That's the stuff you got to work out in the preseason for sure. Um, well, you, yeah. you you didn't you didn't have Reef uh, right, and Larry Bourne was out there a long he time a today. Uh, and I like Larry Bourne because he's playing right tackle, he's playing left tackle. I just I enjoy the personality of a Larry Bourne, so I'm a little bit biased. I got to uh, shake Bourne's hand this week. He was very he was he was very cordial with me. So I'm all I, th- these type of things matter. With it, how was the hand? Was it nice, was solid, it big hand? Does uh, he have the punch for a left tackle? I mean, just a rela- <laughs> He was he was wearing Birkenstocks. I, I liked his you know coming in to do a press. Call. I liked everything okay. about Bourne, but. Uh, you're right. That was uh, that wasn't great today. And but it, and listen, when when Fields has the ankle moments, like oh my God, please let's let's like that's the that's the obviously the terrifying part of the preseason. Lose your franchise player in in a game like this would have been an utter disaster. But it didn't happen, thankfully. Um, I, here's one thing I wanted to bring up and, and just get your reaction, Will. But look, nobody's out here arguing that the Bears are even in the same stratosphere of the Kansas City Chiefs. I think that that was shown early on in the game with the when the Chiefs had their starters on the field, it was obvious which team was better. Now that being said, once they went here's something I think that matters and may not result necessarily in wins this year, although I think there will be a couple games here and there where it could result in a win, uh, perhaps unexpectedly, but I think pr- the long play here the big picture play is when you when once it went to the second half. One of the reasons why I think the Bears can we say dominated the second half. Sure, I mean yes. they certainly looked like the better team in the second half. I want to give credit actually though to all the things we've been talking about all all off season. Whether it's the hits principle, the way they're practicing, the way they're hustling, the way they're you know and they're practicing that out there on the field every day. The Bears looked faster. They looked like they were playing harder than the Chiefs' backups. Does that make sense? And I have—I don't know the Chiefs' roster well enough at the second and third team level to know. You know, maybe the Bears are just more talented there. Maybe they actually do have more depth. I have—I'm I'm guessing not. I think the Chiefs are still have <laughs> the the more talented roster overall. But it sure seemed like some of that stuff that we've talked about in the offseason that Matt Eberflus has preached paid off in the second half. I, yeah. Go ahead, Will. Yeah. Thank you so much. Yeah, that was actually the one thing I wanted to make sure that I hit on. If you didn't bring it up first, Adam, before you know my time up on the show is up here today because that was evident. And I think it just comes down to what you said, like what they're preaching in the building. That was it on full display because, like you said, they're playing faster. Like the conditioning level was there too because like that third string, fourth string, like those guys play longer than the starters do. And like, that's when conditioning comes into effect. It takes a while to get into football shape. And here it was again on display here today with this Bears team, just hustling, being around the football, that defense was getting all over the chiefs offense here in the second half. And the offense was finally starting to get a real good groove, moving that football down the field, the takeaways, and then scoring off the takeaways. Like that is everything we've been hearing about. And 
you know, and of course, Jack Sanborn had to be around both of those. So we get to hear Adam talk about that, which is great because we want these guys uh, to stand up. But whether it's the interception, the fumble recovery, and then the offense executing after the fact. And I've seen it too many times in previous years when the Bears would start and favorable field position like that and squander it. But that was not the case here today. But yeah, overall, uh, I think that his philosophy was fully evident here today. Uh, the attitude that these players approach this game with, even though they're losing and like, I know it's a preseason game, but you know, like they were challenged here in the second half. And I think they rose to that challenge here today. All right, Will, great stuff. Appreciate you Will, jumping on Will, here. Will. Um uh, it, it feels like you enjoyed your three hours of Bears football today. So I'm happy for you. Yeah, thank you. I really did. Uh, again, Saturday afternoons may not be the time I would prefer my Bears football, especially preseason football, but they made it well worth it here today. And uh, I'm glad uh, that I was able to hop on here, share some insight and analysis, join the party. Uh, you guys have a good rest of your show, and I'll see you all later on this week. All right, there he is, Will DeWitt. Follow him on Twitter, at Will DeWitt. The L's are ones. Um, we, I think we have a surprise coming up here shortly from one of the Bears' parking lots, assuming that's where he is. I think that's where he lives. So um, <laughs> we'll, we'll have that for you here in a second. But first, I actually have um, something I, I, we have to get to because it, it legitimately actually pisses me off. Okay, oh, I'm excited. Okay, this was a theme last year. It kept happening, and it happened again in this preseason game, just like last year. Justin Fields does not get the same protection from yeah. NFL officials that other quarterbacks in the league, most quarterbacks in this league get. Okay? Now, I, I actually thought that that hit on him was more borderline than some, someone like that was definitely a penalty. It probably was. I think it was... Maybe 50 50. He did slide a little bit late. I get it. But that is still called a penalty nine times out of 10. And it seems like in Justin Fields' case, it's one time out of 10. And it kept happening last year. It is not fair to him, most importantly, when other quarterbacks get more protection. And it's not fair to the Bears because that's part of their offense. And that killed the drive, that play. And it, it, it and it's, for a developing quarterback um, to not get a call like that, it's it's bullshit, is what it is. Yeah, it, I, it really is. And and they, they gotta fix that this year because you you can just look at the tape from the start of his career. You can look at the look at the film. It is out there. He does not get the same calls that other QBs get. So it was Juan Thornhill who hit him. Okay, uh, I, I don't think. I mean, I guess if I go back and watch it, maybe I'll come to an agreement slightly with you that the slide was a little bit late. But that was right in front of the official. This is a preseason game. I understand that you, you can't just turn a switch on preseason, regular season. But there's got to be some level of when he's going down, I'm going to get out of the way. Jaquan Brisker was able to do it. Uh, that, that, to me, I, I thought it was a horrible and, and, you know, when you see his head going down like the way it was, taking the shoulder to it, it's like, oh, my God. It's the exact thing you do not want. And it, I, I don't understand how it wasn't called. The official was standing right there. I wanted to kill Juan Thornhill for that one. By the way, he's just looking him up right now. Dude's 28 years old out of Virginia. I mean, this is not, this is not a guy playing his first game. So, I mean, come on. Well, but even it's, the point you make about the preseason too matters to me. Like, if any, if it's debatable, throw it. Like to that emphasize too. it in the preseason to these guys. I cannot believe they did not call that. I mean, you, 
You could have kicked him out for that. Well, I don't know about that, but it's close. It, it should have been a flag. It won't, I mean, and, and, and but it's it's to me it's the bigger the bigger issue is that for whatever reason Justin Fields does not get the calls. Yeah, and okay, I get it. Second year player, two and eight last year, didn't exactly uh, light the world on fire. And, and I agree with some of the commenters. He needs a slide earlier. Hundred percent agree. Yeah. I, I, he can do a better job of protecting himself, too. But when you still get dangerous hits like that, they still should be called. I, I got to go look back and look at the play. I'll, I'll, I'll grant fine he could have slid a little bit earlier, but he was getting down. It, it, it wasn't, he wasn't trying to run anybody over. So, look. I, I, flip side, too. Jaquan Brisker, uh, was that Chad Henney who was running at that point? Who was it? Was, I think so. Yeah. That yeah, sounds I think right. So, yeah. who, was, who, like, slid late. And Brisker was going to light him up. But you saw last second he kind of just like – he, Right. He, you, yes, the slide went under him, but you could tell he went over him too. He made a split-second decision right at the end not to make contact. Those Brisker showed some instincts, man, today, whether it was breaking on the ball or even in that moment pulling up and going over instead of hitting the quarterback. Well, I, and, you'd it, like to see that. Well, And in college football, you do what Juan Thornhill, that you do get kicked out of the game. So yeah. I, I'm not sure if he had any of those plays at Penn State, but he, that, was a, that showed not only do you have incredible instincts on the field, but you also have uh, self-preservation. I don't want to take a penalty instincts as well. That was, that was super impressive. Juan Thornhill, not impressive, uh, <laughs> unless you're going old school football and, I, and you just straight violence. And that's, and, you know, but we're not, that's not the game of the NFL today. That's, uh, yeah, it's, I, I just, it, it seems, oh, whatever. I, th- I think we covered it. They got to fix out come regular season. Uh, I know we have some super chats, Lawrence, that we should probably throw up and, and catch up on. Um, hey, you want to do that now? Yeah. Yeah, let's do it. Put some respect on Justin Fields, NFL officials. Go ahead. Yeah. Uh, first one from Candace Blair. Five bucks. Thank you, Candace. Uh, I just like the fact that after Justin got hit, Eberflus was right there and Larry Borum. That was refreshing as well. Great point, Candace. Remember, uh, yeah, yeah. remember Tevin Jenkins got punished last year for for protecting his quarterback. Another one of those nonsense things that happened last season. Um, no, that's a great point. They were there to pick him up because that didn't happen enough in the past. And, and Flus made his argument. It wasn't the you know over-the-top passionate, I'm going to do everything I can at the moment to show my upset argument, but he was, he, he was there making his point. Good job, Flus. Uh, what else we got here? Next up, we've got uh, Eli Stein. Uh, this is not in dollars, so don't get too excited about that dollar sign. He's just said, "Hi, listening from Israel," and which I think is very cool. Oh, hi, hi Eli! Way to go, Eli! That is That's awesome. awesome. Eli, my first midlife crisis at 30, I spent a week in Israel mainly in a lot, and uh, I, I figured out that one day I'd be sitting here with Adam Hogue. So, and by the way, whatever currency that is, it's nice. Yes, it is very nice. I believe that would be shekels. Thank you. That's there you go. No, you, no problem. Thank you, Lawrence. See you on the high holidays. <laughs> now, yeah, so let's do one other here. Uh, this is from James Holman. This is more big picture, but he says, it's obvious the rebuild plan matches the Bills plan, including the teardown the year before signing Diggs. Yeah. Uh, we, that's something that's come up. Um, I don't know if the years completely line up with the quarterback, but they did go through a teardown, and then – Bring in a big wide receiver. I think the hope is that um, maybe Darnell Mooney can already be Stephon Diggs. 
Yes, and he's going to make a, a leap forward this year after a very solid year last yeah. year. I, uh, th- I think that's incredibly obvious that Mooney's getting better. And if it works out that the Bears lose a lot of football games this year and they end up getting a premium offensive player in the top five of the draft next year, along with all the money they have to spend, I know that every, this has been talked to death, but the, they, the Bears are absolutely set up to make a major jump next season no matter what happens as long as that number one stays healthy. Thank yeah, you. well, that's the thing. That's the thing. Uh, do we have our surprise guests? Well, you know how the Wi-Fi works outside of Soldier Field, which is... I know how it works inside Soldier Field, well, like, which is not very sell, well. Or just self-service in general. Yeah. Is that so the our issue? special guest is trying to call in here, but I can tell that he is not having any luck right now. I believe okay. he, he's in his car. He keeps going in and out. You may hear the little ring ring in the background, but uh, like that noise. You know, he's he's trying it's but just, it's not connecting. It's not really working. He's having okay. a hard time here. So let's just keep moving on here. That's a bummer, but we move on. Yeah, yeah. that's right. We'll move Shout on. out DeAndre Houston Carson, by the way. Another solid performance by him today. Shout out Dante Pettis. I thought he had a good day. He did uh, catch the punts, unlike Daz Newsome. Yeah, it's good fair. So that would count as uh, a win for him. Yep, just... Did, did what he was supposed to do. I Low bar here, but nice fair catches by Dante Pettis. Uh, I forget how many catches he had, but I know he had at least one, maybe two. I thought he, I thought he did fine. Uh, and, and, and Dominic Robinson getting in the backfield, getting a sack. Welcome 91. Yeah. Um, we'll get the uh, post-game locker room report oh, uh, yeah. from Nicholas Moriano shortly. I think that's wrapped up at Soldier Field, and he'll be um, – by the way, his first open locker room, post-game oh open locker room since 2019. Does that make you – Does that? Does, do you feel FOMO right now? Because uh, – Not necessarily, no. But it was something that was greatly missed. I mean, uh, especially last season with all the things that were happening, the struggles the Bears were having, we'd get like – Four players after the game, and they, like, if the Bears lost 400 to nothing and one guy had a sack at one point, that's the guy we would talk to after the game. And it was like, come on. Come on. It's It's been a minute for me, but Bears yeah. post-game locker room is, that is where a reporter gets to truly shine. Because if you go, say, into the Bulls post-game locker room, basically you're just waiting for yeah. Zach Levine to come out. Bears, that thing opens, there's 7 million guys in there, and you can... You, if you, depending on how aggressive and where you want to go, you can get things that no one else is going to get. You can, you can distinguish yourself, which I believe you've done over your career, Adam Ho. Congratulations. Well, it, it is like a um, um, free-for-all, man. Yeah, but there's also like an art to it. Yeah. You know, it's, it's, it's hard to explain, but you got to weave your way in, find the right spots, have the right strategies. So we'll, we'll have to check with Nick to see what his strategy was. Yeah, get enough over here. This guy's by himself. Yeah. I'm, I've got one question that I want to ask for Dom. Then I'm going to move over there. I'm going to let me get let me get a moment with Ebner, and, and he's by himself right now, so I can ask yeah. my own thing. It's 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 a it's a challenge. I love it. Miss uh, it uh, a little. All right, let's see here. I think we're still trying to connect. Yeah, so it's I, fine. Yeah, it's I'm fine. We'll move on because yeah. I got something big, yeah. uh, something else that we have to talk about. We can't ignore. I don't even know if we should have waited about 50 minutes at this point. Um, this game was played. Oh, here we go. On a pile of dirt. <laughs> you know, you know, like if you drive by a field 
like a I'm talking about like a baseball diamond, um, like some abandoned park that they haven't kept up on the field maintenance, and it, over a few years, like weeds and grass starts to grow on the dirt, and it's it's eventually overtakes the baseball diamond. That's what the Bears and Chiefs played on today. Yeah, this is this is going to put me in a bad spot right now because I really, 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 really want the Bears to stay at Soldier Field. I want nothing to do with Arlington Heights and the and the. I want I want them to stay there, and, and nobody got hurt. Thankfully, by the way, we didn't see any. I didn't. I, I don't know about that. There were players hurt today. I don't know if they were football injuries. Um, uh, Stanley, the corner. I never even saw him get hurt, and the Bears tweeted out he had a knee injury. Okay. Um, uh, uh, Michael Joseph it. stumbled at one point and grabbed his hamstring. Listen, it it the, and, the, and I didn't. He looked like he was slowing down to me. I don't know if. By the way, the worst injury of the day was the parabolic mic guy got oh rolled up on. Oh my god! And based on reports in the field, Aircast carted off. There's a chance Carm actually is responsible for this guy. I could have been responsible. My my buddy Josh Klingler, who I used to work with in Kansas City Radio, his team was coming up here this week, and he, and he wrote me twice. Do you know anybody who would be willing to go out there and do the parabolic mic? And I'm like, what's it pay? Oh, uh, no, my, people just love it because all you got to do is just be on the sidelines, 50 bucks. So that dude might have got paid 50 you bucks. You may be responsible for that guy. Right, perhaps if I, having a broken ankle right now. If I had, if I had actually followed through to the text and gotten my guy out there, then that dude wouldn't have gotten cracked and be walking around today with right now with a air cast oh. and, and and wow and a memory that he'll not want to have. In all seriousness, I hope that guy's okay because it looked bad. It looked bad, and you know we've both been down there on the sidelines for Northwestern games, and you, you got to be pay attention where. I mean, prepared to get the hell out of the way. And some of those guys carrying bigger equipment, it's not as easy. Um, so I hope he's okay because that looks scary. But the regardless, it is embarrassing to see Soldier Field look like that. And it got like this. I've covered this team for a long time. I've been at many games at many different times of the year, whether it's August or January where the field looks like crap. I've been at games where it's looked a lot better. Um, but when it becomes such a big issue that you have J.C. Treader, the president of the NFLPA, having to tweet about this and saying, quote, the NFL said this field met minimum testing standards. We clearly need to reevaluate what is an acceptable surface for players to compete on. We need new testing metrics looking at the performance and safety of every field. The NFL can and should do better. When they were running around, you could see it on TV. Like clouds of sand were coming up from their feet. Yeah, it's a bad look, but I, I'm, I, I don't know. I'm being sympathetic to the fact that you have an opportunity to bring in Elton John last Friday night. I, I, was, I live in the South Loop. And you don't need a full report on this, but there were seven zillion people coming out of there, you know, into the wee hours of the morning. Are they supposed to not do that? I mean, I don't, I'm not exactly sure what the best solution is to this. No, we can't have a, I mean, they moved a fire game out of there, right? So, so we can, yeah. add, so, so they wouldn't put the field under, under that further stress. I mean, should the Bears have played this game at Ryan Field or somewhere else? Going, gone back to Wrigley? Uh, that would have been sweet. I, I, but, you, you know, you can't do that. Get in the middle of the baseball season. I don't, I, don't, I don't know what the solution is, which is why, the, well, they got to go to Arlington Heights. You, you, you know that the Bears are going to want to make money in Arlington Heights, too, by the way. Yeah. 
So okay, well, let me read a couple tweets here from Brad Bakes too, because he's yeah. been reporting on this from the which from the field, which I appreciate. Um, I, there's three more concerts coming up shortly before the Bears' first game, uh, and he just tweeted five minutes ago: Soldier Field will be 100% resotted after the Ramstein. Con- what is Ramstein? Should oh, I know that? It's Ramstein. Okay. Thank God. Yeah, they're like Lawrence some here. crazy. German metal band from the 90s, if I'm not mistaken. I'm shocked they're and playing big Soldier enough Field. to play at Soldier Field. I had, I had, that's crazy. Okay. I apologize if I sound like an idiot on that one. Uh, anyway, the field will be resotted <laughs> after that concert and before the opener. Me and you, Romstein, you in? Yeah, I guess. <laughs> Let's go tear up that field. That's, Let's bring a jackhammer. <laughs> <But there's laughs> uh, you can't just go to the sod store and replace your field without pre planning. Uh, the field where the stage was for Elton John was replaced. Before today's game. Wait, what? What are you reading? Is he saying the... I'm reading Brad Biggs' tweet. The part of the field where the stage was? Anyway, the NFL said the field passed safety measurements this week for the field, and reality is the brown spots probably look worse than the field actually was. No one should act surprised, however, as field has had issues for years. I would expect solid surface for week one. Okay, but here's my question. How come the Cubs could play on Wrigley Field two days after the Chris Stapleton concert and it looked perfect? Great question. The, the Cubs spent an enormous amount of money taking Wrigley Field's field to what it was at one point with a huge, the lip was enormous and the bullpens were down a lot. They spent a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot of money. I don't, I don't. So shouldn't a franchise worth $4 billion be able to have a good field? Correct. No. Even if it's the Park District handling it? Like, the right. Bears are involved in this, too. They can't just blame it completely on the Park so, District. So, so Right. So that's that. whatever that partnership is or lack of partnership, which we hear about all the time, y'all need to get along better, even if it's just going to be for another however many years before the Bears move on out. And by the way, the, the Park District, the city – you are at least allegedly trying to lure the Bears to stay. So I'm not sure what more you can do, but something's uh, – there's. There, I, I don't know. To your point, something should be better than what it is. Uh, that was bad. And I, I, I disagree also with the notion that it was probably better than it looked because there were clumps of sand coming up every time. I've never seen that. Yeah, but let's 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 give Biggs a, a, a chance to being right here. But how about the sweet scramble by Fields? Cut hard, cut right, boom, going back left to the sidelines. Did that on that field? Look good, it looked good there. Okay, that was keep one. Keep it shitty then. <laughs> I mean, if it helps Justin Fields, keep it shitty. I mean, they listen. Uh, Robert Quinn was asked about it this week at practice. He was like, uh, "What do you mean? It's always <laughs> been like that." <laughs> what are you laughing at? The Quinn or something else going on I, You know, yeah, it's just, I don't know. I feel like there's some sort of, I don't think he's still calling, but you're hearing the ding ding that yes. it, the, I think the phone or something is still calling. So, so you hear it again. <laughs> it just keeps going, going over and over. And I don't know how to right stop now. that, but uh, this is, we're just getting a constant, getting, getting bombarded by uh, our non-guest from the okay. South lot. Is yeah. it blocking Nick from joining us? No, I don't think so. Okay. Holy moly. Yeah. I'm going to lose my mind if I hear it's that not noise one more time. I, bet, I just thought it was part of the I show. I don't even know if our listeners can uh, hear I, it or I, not. I think you can, which is not but, great. So. Yeah. Okay. 
I don't know how to block him either. A little, little, little preseason game one glitch yeah, here. You know, this is the fourth s- quarter of our show, so you know we're this is the third string. Yeah, yeah. Situation here. <laughs> All That's, right. I don't know. You want to do an ad read, and uh. then maybe Nick will be here. Who knows? Yeah, sure. Um, the first that would require me to figure out which one I'm supposed to read right now. Um, so. Pick a winner. <laughs> uh, well, bear with me for a second on that one. Well, I mean, I'll just say this about the field. I mean, thank like, you. You know. We've been having this argument for, like, how many decades now? They just can't get it right. And I don't, like, what I don't understand is, like you said with the Cubs, they spent all that money to redo it in the offseason. Can't you freaking do that for the Bear? Like, is there not a time where you could just totally remove everything and start from scratch? Yeah, I mean, I, I might have to put my Roger Bossard hat on yeah. here to try to figure out what, what the Bears could do. We need a sod father at Soldier Field. They, they need something. But I... I I don't know. I, I guess I'm just a little bit burnt out on the soldier field yeah, complaints. Well, like, yeah. I mean, yeah. I agree. It is, like I said, it's, we've been having the same argument for 20 years right. or whatever. But, you know, I mean, it sucks. Like, come on. I've it, been giving them credit, actually, over the last few. Like, they changed the sod, I think, in 19 or 18. And it had gotten better. In 1918? In 1918, <laughs> when they, you know, they first built soldier field. What was the year they just painted the dirt green? That was a thing that happened. Yeah. Um Okay. Well, anyway, I uh, need to tell you guys that Chicago sports fans, your home for the best Chicago sports coverage, is partnering with a leader in sports merchandise and collectibles. CHGO has teamed up with FOCO to secure your access to the best collectibles and gear around, whether it's Bears, Cubs, White Sox, Blackhawks, Bulls. FOCO will have something for you, your kid, a friend, or a loved one looking to get some new gear, collectibles, or accessories. FOCO has officially licensed gear for men, women, and kids with everything from bobbleheads to swimsuits to Crocs. Uh, FOCO has you covered with the best Chicago merchandise of your favorite team. Head on over to FOCO.com or click the link below in the YouTube description for all non-presale items, use the promo code CHGO for 10% off. Um, all right, we'll hear from Will momentarily. Nick. Nick, Nick we already talked to Will. <laughs> and I think the phone has stopped ringing finally, which is nice. Uh, Kevin Kadek, who I believe does something around her, says it's, that was bad for Soldier Field standards. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> like, I don't think we're overreacting to this. And I was there on Tuesday for the practice. It was horrible then. They could have made. They couldn't have made it better. Uh, they had f- four days to make it better. I listen. I'm, I mean, I I love Soldier Field. I'm the only person apparently in town that loves Soldier Field. I love the Bears on the lakefront. I know there's people. Like, come on, man. Let's get it going on here. Can we? Can we? Can we at least put the best foot forward for those of us who are trying to save the Bears in the city who don't want to be taking the metro out to Arlington Heights, who don't want people to think they're going to love You're Arlington. You're not taking the metro. You're going to drive. No, no, no. That's also, the metro up to Arlington Heights is fine. I used to do it all the time. But there's going to be city. eight zillion people on that metro thing, and and by the way, for the people who are driving, it's going to take you 14 hours to get out of there to get onto 53. This is not the solution you want, Bears fans. The, they're going to revamp 53. Oh, they're just going to revamp it. They are. That's in the plans. The Lake County and Cook County are talking because they have to do that. Yeah, right. It's part and, of the problem uh, with building the stadium. Right. But um, 
there, there's no massive. You're right. You act like it's easy to get out of Soldier Field right now with I, one road to Lakeshore Drive. I, I act like you. It's can come, awful. I, well, no, he my, acts like a guy that lives in the South Loop and can I, walk over to the stadium. That's, that's that's correct. And but but even before that, I listen. I when I would go to Bears games as a fan, I didn't drive to Soldier Field. I wasn't one of those people that had the Waldron parking lot seven hundred dollar parking pass. I would I would ride the L to Roosevelt and and walk over, which and, is not convenient. No, it's not. But it's not it's not that bad. Come on, like you're you're you got. You get a little bit of a, you know, it's fun. You get to walk by the dinosaur, the whole thing. You get to go underneath, and there's Lakeshore Drive. You feel like a sweet Bears fan. You're, yeah. uh, I, I don't. I, okay. I, 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 it never bothered me. Way back in the day, we'd park in the in the garage somewhere, and you'd ride the school bus over there. The lane was closed. Loved that moment, Bears Look, 30. All I know is that this week at Howell's Hall, Cairo Santos needs to find a sand pit to <laughs> start kicking the ball out of if he wants to be more realistic about the field conditions. Um, all right. Let's bring in Nicholas Moriano. Oh, let's try this. Let's see if we out got there at Soldier Nick, Field, Nick. covering the game for us today. Just getting back from the first open locker room in three years, which is crazy to say. Absolutely crazy to say. What's up, Nick? What's going on, you guys? Ooh, ooh, sounds great. Yeah, uh, sounds awesome. Where are you? I'm just like in the corner of the press box, like I've cornered myself, and that's where I'm at. Okay. Hey, hey, hey. Uh, what was it? Just was there a club dub today? To just was there a celebration? <laughs> there a like, what, what? Give me. Was there just? Was there a feeling of accomplishment in that Bears locker room after a 19-14 win over the could be Super Bowl champion Chiefs? It wasn't quite club dub, you guys. But obviously, with Matt Nagy being here, you thought they'd bring that back, but. It, it was my it was my first time being in an open locker room, so that was a whole new experience uh, for me in, in, in itself. But I got to talk to Tevin Jenkins for a little bit off to the side just to see how kind of he performed, and he was saying it was good to get back out there on the on the field, and he said he had to trust his back. So I'm like, oh, okay. Mm-hmm. I wonder if you know working with those trainers, you're kind of going working with that back issue, but. Yeah, I got to talk to him for a little bit, and then right as soon as I got talking to him, it's like, hey, Eberflus at the podium. Get out of there. We got to go. Yeah, it's tough. You you got to juggle back and forth. They they make it. They make, so Tevin Jenkins mentioned his back. He mentioned his back. I asked yeah. him how the game was, and he said he had to get in the flow of things. He's like, and I, and I had to trust my back. So I'm like, yeah, okay, I didn't ask you about your back. but Pretty uh, much confirmation what I was already thinking. We talked about earlier in the week. I think the back – I think the back is what was the issue at the beginning of training camp. Yeah, I mean, listen, at training camp the other day when he's back on the field and they were doing a couple, like, little drills and pe- people were cracking into him, not maybe at 60% speed at best. Yeah. Every time he took on some level of impact, it looked like he just had zero confidence. Yeah. Like, it was, it was nerve-wracking for him, like, oh. This dude is legit hurt, and this this is, I'll say it right correctly this time, this is the Ryan Pace parting gift. The trade-up from 52 to 39 for a dude that you knew had back troubles and simply, uh, I, I'm rooting for the guy too. I think Tevin is handling himself as well as he can here, putting the onus 100% on him. Uh, Herb Howard asked him the other day, like, how'd you feel when they went out and got Riley Reef, and now that Braxton Jones is starting at left tackle and you're just getting basically down to third string? Well, how do I feel? I feel like I got to play better. I mean, he didn't, he didn't say, like... He didn't blame the Bears at all, uh, so I I like Tevin. I, I I actually think like Tevin as how the way he's comporting himself is fine, but he physically doesn't look like he can do it. 
Yeah, I think that's the question that he's got to figure it out. He's still got some time here. I, I give him the benefit of the doubt to give him more reps like he got today. Mark Kazak said, I need to go to the mayor's next press conference. I'd rather go to the next Tony LaRusso press conference. Oh, no. Come, yeah. Come on. Yeah. No, 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 no. And you know how much I want to go to the, to the next Tony LaRusso press conference. At least, at least the mayor is awake. Let's just. <laughs> Maybe. Uh, all right, Nick. What do we need to know from Matt, uh, what Matt Eberflus had to say, his first post-game press conference as a head coach? Yeah, so he kind of started off by saying there were some good foundational pieces that were shown in this game, talking about the hits philosophy, taking care of the football, taking away the football at times throughout this game. So that was the first thing that he mentioned. And, of course, he was asked about Justin Fields and the 18 snaps that he got on offense. And kind of status quo with, with Matt Eberflus, he said the operation went well liked uh, what he saw. They got to clean up some of those drops. I don't know if you guys talked about that yet in this podcast, but it seemed like it was a bunch of drops from first team, second team, third team throughout the entirety of the game. But he did say that they got to clean that up. And then, honestly, this being his first time being out there, being a head coach, he didn't know how much he had to talk to the referees throughout a game. So he kind of got into the swing of that, seeing like, oh, that's that's a part of my job now. You got to really speak to these referees. And, you know, just that is a part of the job. But he said right around the, the national anthem when the Bears are kind of locking arms, that's where that moment kind of sunk in for him. Like, hey, it's my first time doing this as a head coach. That's where it kind of sunk in. But really not too much from Matt Eberflus. He did praise Jaquan Brisker, which I know you guys probably did spoke spoke about a lot today with all the plays he was making. But he liked his tackling, the high energy that he was showing. But pretty much a, a pretty status quo uh, conference from – from Matty Refluce, even though it's the first one after first preseason game. What did Fields have to say for himself? <laughs> Justin uh, was a very short, short-winded, short answered with everything that he was getting. He was asked, what do you need to prove on the offense? Everything. Where can you improve? Everywhere. Essentially short answers to, to a lot of the questions. But I did ask him about the play where it looked like it was a late hit. Uh, from the cornerback on Justin, on Justin, and he said, I guess I just have to wait four to five years to finally get that call, and he was smiling while saying that. It's and ridiculous. I asked him, yeah, and I, I followed up, like, does that frustrate you? And he's like, yeah, but I can't, I can't do anything about it. And, you know, there's – Justin Fields was taking some bad hits last year as a rookie, second year in preseason, the first game of preseason, he takes a questionable late hit, and I wonder if that's going to be also the theme that kind of, you know, happens throughout the year. Like, Justin's still not getting those calls. It shouldn't matter if you're a second-year quarterback or, you know, a 10-year vet. A call's a call, and you should make it consistently. But Justin knows that that's not the case. Maybe he has to wait four to five years, like you said, and maybe then something will change with that. It's it, we, we, uh, we, we had talked about this earlier, Nick. I'm losing my mind over it. I just don't think it's it, – they're, they're not – it's not one thing here and there. It's been a consistent theme since the start of last season. They do not protect him the same way that other quarterbacks get protected, and it's it's uh, it's just really not fair. Um, so I, I'm I'm glad he was he addressed it and kind of made a comment like that because he needs this. He should stand up for himself. You know something you said about Eberflus though stood out to me uh, in him r- learning how much you have to communicate with the officials. You know I think this goes back to. One, one of the areas where I really feel like the Bears are in a better place from a coaching staff perspective is him really being more of the CEO-style head coach. Yes, he's always going to have a play card, as you like, Carm tucked in the front of his pants, um, 
but he's overseeing the whole team. You, there's so many things a head coach has to deal with during the course of a game that you have to be a special coach to be able to still call offensive plays the way that a Sean Payton would or so many of these other or an Andy Reid or some of these other coaches do. That's why they're some of the best. But that's hard to get to that level. And so I really feel like Matt Eberflus just overseeing everything, having two coordinators who are calling uh, the plays on both sides of the ball. It's a better place for the Bears to be in. I like that you brought up the, the play card because Matty Reflux actually did mention that in the press conference today. He's like, yeah, throughout the entire game, if you guys saw me taking notes, that's exactly what I was doing. So to clean up the operation uh, when it comes to the next game, the Thursday preseason game against the Seattle Seahawks. So he was taking a lot of notes while he was on the sideline managing the entire game. But quickly going back to fields with you guys, I thought something that was a key takeaway. He talked about that completion that he had to Darnell Mooney. Basically, he said he knew exactly what was happening on the play. There's a lot of man coverage being played in preseason to evaluate the defenders. So he knew that it was like almost like a routine type of play. And that going last year for Fields, who didn't get the reps to start at training camp, and obviously now is the, the solidified starter, he has that in his back pocket in a sense to where he can go to Darnell Moody down the left sideline, recognizing that it's man coverage, and put the ball in a place where he knows Moody can go get it. So – you, we all know that Mooney and Fields have a connection, but now we, we saw it, at least on one given play, arguably the best play of the day from Fields to Mooney, um, and it just happened just like that, a routine type of play, a layup, if you will. Was Flus asked about Jack Sanborn? He was. He, he, he liked what he saw from him, someone that – actually, Justin Fields commented on, on Jack Sanborn as well, too – saying, like, obviously he played him at Wisconsin when he was at Ohio State. He's like, he should definitely get a game ball for what he was doing, not only on defense, but also on special teams as well, making plays all over the field. See, there's your guy, buddy. Game hey, man, ball. I, I, don't, I, don't, I, don't, I don't like to tell lies. I, all I did was tell you that Jack Sanborn's a football player. Yeah. And, and he showed that today, and it's just a preseason game. But uh, I, I, I will be shocked if he doesn't make the team. I'm not saying he's going to be a starter – Maybe he'll make a push for that. You know, he's got to build on this. We're, practice starts Monday. You got to get back out there and continue to do it. Um, I wrote it down when he said it. I mean, he's just a football player. I literally <laughs> quoted you during the game. I wanted to have it for the post game. You were just oh, like, I made the carb <laughs> yellow pad. I feel so good about that. You're on here a couple times. Yes. Nice. Um, uh, any, anyone else that you got a chance to talk to in the locker room, or was it just Tevin? Just Tevin for the brief period, and then we got just Eberflus and Fields for today. I thought it looked like Braxton Jones was about to come out to the, the podium, and then the door just shut. And that, once that door shuts at him, as you know, no one else comes through it. Done. Day's over with. All right. So should have paraded Brisker out there. MVP, something. Let's I go. Know. I know. Uh, well, any other nuggets before we let you go, Nick? Um. Honestly, just watching the quickly on the preseason game in itself, uh, obviously it was a little rough to start off when you go three and out. You get a couple of sacks on Justin Fields. There's a couple of splash plays. It kind of was reminiscent of what we saw last year. Microscopic, like, again, what the entire season was. You saw some splash plays, saw Fields get sacked and things like that. So you just hope come Thursday that you see a little bit uh, better execution uh, from the Stars if they do end up playing. But, yeah, the Bears uh, come back from 14 down, you guys. From the Chiefs and win the game. That's, I guess, news. <laughs> hey, one more for you. It, just because, you know, talking about Eberflus and coaching and some of that operation, any chance he was asked about the fact that uh, I noticed that Luke Getzey and Allen Williams were both calling plays from down on the field? 
No, so nothing was asked about um, with Getsy and Williams or where they were at. Um, but yeah, so maybe something to keep a note as yeah. we go throughout the week. But nothing was asked about that. Yeah, I think we get a chance to talk to them this week. I'm just kind of curious if they're, they might just be experimenting and trying different spots, for all I know. And one more for you, Nick. If I was going to get you either a Brisker or Sanborn jersey for Christmas, which would you want? I would have to go with Brisker. I can't wear anything Wisconsin. It's all it's all Big Ten, though. It's, if it's not Iowa, then I don't know what I would do. That's right. Go Hawks. Yeah, well, it's Penn State or Wisconsin. Like, it's, it's an easy choice. It's yeah. – I, I mean, I think it more speaks to do you like the end-of-the-bench, gritty – I will do whatever I can to be on the roster. Is that who you want? Is that the person that you want to be looked at walking down the street? That's the dude that just gets to a point in life that he doesn't necessarily deserve to be at, but he, or de- deserves it, but doesn't have the talent to be there. Sanborn, or do you just go with the ultra talented? I'm just, a, I'm just, a, I'm a brisker front of the room type of guy, and Yo, and that's why I was talk, asking Nick. Real he talk feels more brisker to me. Real talk, I think brisker's the play. <laughs> I think we're talking about future Bear stud for a long time, Jaquan Brisker. I like uh, T. Kane uh, in here saying a, tr- a Trenton Gill jersey. There you go. He, I, that dude's going to be around for a while. Yeah, he might be here for a decade. I mean, mm-hmm. at the Bears Family Fest, the Meyer Family Fest the other day, I mean, everyone's walking around. Oh, there's the Khalil Mack jersey. There, I mean, it, every every which way you looked, it was a team, a player that wasn't here anymore. Yeah. Hey, Gill had a kickoff. I was disappointed he didn't get a touchback. I was ready for the touchback Trenton nickname to get catch on and he didn't do it <laughs> yeah yeah well guys you mentioned really quickly a uh, family fest justin fields talked about the field the actual field itself during family fest he said it was awful during family fest it was actually better today Wow. which i look i mean like okay but he acknowledged like yeah i i have an advantage when teams come to play here because i know how bad it is you have to go with the long spikes but he, he uses that to his advantage i guess um, but we all know the playing surface here at Soldier Field, not very good. I love that you just said that because let's go old school. Let's bring in the NBA. Let's bring in the Boston Garden, the parquet, dead spots. The Celtics used to have an advantage. Soldier Field, bad turf. Advantage Bears, they know what cleats to wear. They know <laughs> where not to run. Bears, Soldier yeah. Field, if they ever got a team right there, we'd have that level of edge, and it could end up in the Bears Someone going to Someone didn't Bowl. listen to Aaron Rodgers this week talk about how <laughs> he loves playing in Soldier Field when the weather's cold because it screws with the pass rush's footing, and yeah, they can't get a field, and he just goes, pew, 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 his, his time's about his, Touchdown. His time's about to be over, and he's the only one that's figured it out, Bears. How's that? <laughs> I'm not sure. I don't, know rec- I don't know if the record <laughs> proves that point. Uh, Nick, great work out there. Appreciate you. Uh, we'll see you on Monday. We'll be back right back. Nick and I will be back here Monday with the uh, post-practice report from Hallis Hall. So good stuff. All right, you guys. See ya. There he is, Nicholas Moriano. Follow him on Twitter at Nicholas Moriano. Post-game coverage, more coming from him at allchgo.com. Uh, all the coverage from Soldier Field there. You remember your first ever locker room? Uh, NFL? Any. Well, Ooh, any. At least uh, I'm not talking about Wisconsin in college. I'm talking about like having a job in in yeah, actual yeah, media. Yeah, yeah. I mean, because that would have been it in college. But um, I mean, it would have been White Sox or Cubs when I was interning for you. Yes. You know what I vividly remember? <laughs> so I'm talking about this. It, why I asked this question? Well, I do remember the first time I went out to Wrigley with you. Um, because that was back for WGN when the Cubs were still on WGN. And I think you introduced me to Ron Santo in the dugout. Oh. 
My guy. And wow. here I am, random Adam Hogue. No one knows who I am. I'm an intern at WGN. You start asking you 10 questions? Ron Sano <laughs> probably talks to me for 15 minutes. The greatest. Just sat down. He's sitting there. I might start crying right now. I love you know, Ron he Sano. wasn't very mobile at that point, obviously, right? But and he just someone to talk to. And he talked baseball with me for 15 minutes. It was so cool. Once you were in the GN family, you were oh. you were you were like you were you were Brickhouse, you were Harry, you were whoever you wanted. I mean, he just you yeah. he he vaulted you instantly, uh, and that for me it was Cubs with. I remember was it the Wallflowers. Uh, what was that famous song that 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 Which one, one had it was, like the, it was the catchy so long ago I can't remember when so I lost my So long ago friend. I can't remember I, when I was I remember That's when they said I lost my only friend and I was I was driving down to my Ford Escort and it was like a it was a it was a rainy day and it was I was going into that locker room for the first time like I can't believe that I somehow at Bruce Levine love you Bruce Levine got me got me that got me that press pass for the sports ticker and I was going to go in the Cubby locker room and uh, I'll never forget it Oh. It was it was that was that was my first locker room. I was super I thought, excited. I thought you, that story was going to end with like Sammy Sosa telling you to f off or something. No, 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 that wasn't it. But I I do remember <laughs> asking my first interview was Doug Glanville, and I asked him like, "Hey, uh, Doug, can we you uh, can we uh, you know like talk me and you?" He's like, "Yeah, you want to do it right here?" I'm like, "Right here in front of all these people." Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, those were the days. Yes. Uh, we are not living that world. Great man, Doug Glanville. Hated the trade from Morandini to this day. Oh, Didn't man, make he's, sense. He's awesome. He's like he's a brilliant man, oh, Mickey Moore, teacher. Yeah, yeah. Great. Right, back to Bears. Great sorry. Name. Yeah. Um, all right. This is the part where we uh, just f- empty our notebooks, whatever you have left on sure. the uh, Carm Yellow Pad. Sneak in these uh, super chats that we still have left. Um, I think we've covered most of the stuff I have, but uh, wanted to point out that oh, um, Dominique Robinson, I thought played pretty well. The defensive end, former wide receiver at Miami, Ohio, drafted in the fifth round. And honestly, he's looked pretty good in training camp for me. For a player who was dubbed as, like, relatively raw, I was worried that he might be somebody who needed, like, a redshirt year. And I still don't know how much he's really going to be involved in the rotation, but I thought for his first game, he got into the backfield quite a bit. Um, And I think we would be remiss if we did not point out the Nathan Peterman stiff arm, like strong it. stiff arm, and then he ran for like thirty yards after that, and no pick sixes, which was a pretty big deal. I mean, should Nathan Peterman be starting for the Bears? <laughs> I, I you we, you did that with Trevor Simeon too. <laughs> I know. I just, <laughs> Is that the best throw we've seen all day? Maybe we should have a quarterback controversy. That was yeah. said at one no, point. We're not doing we we that. were we're not doing that. Don't, don't we're not doing that. But <laughs> I just thought it was, was look. If you can't enjoy, if you're going to watch the second half of preseason games, especially, especially fourth one, quarter, yeah. you got to enjoy stuff like that. You got to enjoy the Nathan Peterman stiff arm and the Chris Fink fair catch where he comes out of nowhere on the screen to catch it diving out of bounds, which was probably unnecessary. But <laughs> thank you, Chris Fink, for for your contributions. Um, that was good stuff. Yeah. Uh, if, as I empty this out here, hey, we're going to go pa- page by page. Uh, I wrote down, just to start the game, Treston Ebner, good return with three exclamation points. Apparently, I was very excited the way this game started. It was a good start. And then my fifth note after that is, Travis Kelsey is beaten by uh, beats Matt Adams. 
Adam Hogue, this is insane. Is what you said at that. That's what you said at that point. <laughs> at the start of the game, uh, I like that you're writing down my quotes. Yeah, I was. I was. Well, I was abused. Uh, I got the EQ end around on my second page here with blasting game downfield. That was a good little uh, Kari blast game. I like you. Uh, Tristan Ebner had a big run apparently on my third page. Hogue, y- you were yelling at Lawrence. I told you, Ebner. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was really excited about the bold prediction possibly coming true. 100 yards and a touchdown. Lawrence, I told you. Uh, that was good. Uh, I got a Dante Pettis second good fair catch on this play. On this page, which stands out. I mean, hey, listen, we're no attention to detail. You were breaking down the fair catches today. <laughs> I, was, I liked it. Fundamentals, baby. We got to have it. You are like the punt return beat writer. Uh, Sanborn is on my le- this page J- uh, on special teams. He made a play, and there, that's with you again. I mean, he's just a football player. There you go. He was doing it everywhere. Special teams, defense, put him at wide receiver. And Try him out. This, this one is highlighted by Peter into Fink, followed by incredible effort by Fink. I, 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 I was, I'm rooting for Fink, and he's not going to do it. And the last play, I just you wrote, also for quoting each other at one <laughs> moment said Tom Waddle would have caught that, <laughs> which I don't like doing because you know they just it's because they look a little similar. That's ridiculous, but. Uh, I, you but, mean but yes, Waddle would have caught that. Yeah. Yes. You're short, why well, you can't run. Like, Waddle made every damn catch. Hashtag Waddle would have caught it. Yeah, like, come on, come on, one seven. You got the seven in there. You got it. Every play, you got it. He's not going to make the roster. It's, it's not going to happen for Fink. And then I just wrote, and we, Mike could do a treadway uh, on my last page. We oh, I'm glad you wrote that down. Yeah. He should make the team for his sack dance alone. There you, that was yeah, fantastic. It was a great end of the game. There I think you go. the Bears had five sacks in this game, so I don't know if the footwork actually hurt their pass rush. File these away. Preseason game number one. There they were. I was about to throw them everywhere. So, <laughs> well, that too. There we go. That might Carbs work. notes. <laughs> there we go. Uh, I think we have more super chats before we leave. Yeah, I got a couple here. Okay. Uh, let's see here. First off, this is from Brandon Viato. Uh, thank you, Brandon. Noticed Eddie Jackson coming downhill and getting physical on plays. Effort I feel wasn't shown by him last year. Any thoughts? Um. Yeah, I, I, I have to, I, honestly, that's going to be one where I have to sound like a head coach for a second and be like, i got to watch the tape again. I didn't notice Eddie a ton. There was one point where someone on Twitter said that he had a shoulder tackle, but I on, I think that was on the first Chiefs touchdown, but then I rewatched the play, and he wasn't even involved in the play. So I think that was actually somebody on the other side of the field. I, I don't remember Eddie Jackson for one second today. Yeah, I don't even know how much he played. So um, we'll have to check that out. But, um, yeah. Not good uh, there. Not good with that response, according to TK. Oh, the Nagy response yeah. by saying I got to watch the film. <laughs> I was like, that was very vague. I was like, which Nagy response? Yeah, I didn't get it, but now I do. It's Every coach says that. I'm yeah, sorry. That's, we can't. The, I mean, I, I remember. It's also true. Like, I, there's a lot of times you got to rewatch plays like five times, which is what I spend most of my week doing during the season. It's really sad existence. I mean, your level of time that you watched doing coaches film, which I don't really know, but I just see you occasionally just you in your Adam Hogue 10 Bears things, and you've got your your breakdown of the time. Like, this guy really spends a lot of time. Oh, uh, if you knew the amount of pain and headache that NFL Game Pass, now called NFL Plus, causes me. It is the worst product in the history of any product. You battle, You can't babe. watch it. I mean, there's some bad products out there. You cannot watch it. Especially in the streaming space. I thought it was amazing. I thought you loved it. I'm a, I'm a no, I love watching the film, but they give it to you in a way that you literally can't like even rewind and fast forward. It is like unplayable. So they give you the film. They just don't really allow you to watch it the way you need to watch it. Does that make sense? Yeah, no, I got it. I got it. Horrible You could just do some other things, but you're old yeah, school. Like Go pay ahead. attention to my family and <laughs> be a dad, sure. Yeah. 
Uh, I saw someone mention it's still called NFL Game Pass over the pond. That is true. And there are secret ways to get a hold of that. It is a better product overseas. It works better in the UK. Maybe that's a strategy. It is. One I've used. London uh, Bears. Thank you, Tony. London Bears. Yeah, from, I think from the Irish Bears show. Uh, uh, yes. What else we got? Uh, another super chat. This is from Nolan O'Brien. Will Brisker have more INTs or fumbles? Over, under, also. Good question. Great question. Almost had his first pick today. Really made a great Oof, play yeah. on the ball. Instincts. I think the receiver just barely got his hand in there at the last second to break up the INT. But um, I'm going to say interceptions. I think he's going to. I think he's going to get. Do it? Dare I say four interceptions this season? That would be bold, but you just did. So roll with it. I'll take. I'll. I'll go on the other side just for uh, some fun here. I'll take the fumbles because he's going to make seven thousand tackles and he's and he's going to knock the ball loose yeah. and pick that thing up. And let's let's say he does two this year. Knock it out. Pick it up. Take it to the house. Let's go. You can do it, Jaquan Brisker. Let's yeah. go. What else we got? Uh, we have some uh, spammy porn chat, but we won't go with that. Let's go with uh, Daniel Trump here to finish it out. He says, Alan Williams and Luke Getze, great for play calling. Is this going to be the same answer about the f- watching the film? Actually, it's going to be more of like, I, it, I don't. Here's the thing about what's tough about grading play calling in the preseason they're not showing a whole lot. You know, again, and I'll give you a very specific example. By process, I think Matt Eberflus made the right decision after the. So the Bears scored a touchdown, their first touchdown. The Chiefs were called with 12 men on the field, which. You can then opt to change your election from a PAT to a two-point conversion because you're getting half the distance to the goal. Instead of it being a three-yard play, it's now a, like, essentially a one-yard play. I think at the NFL, a two-yard play becomes a one-yard play, whatever. Um, you're closer to the goal line. And they opted to go for two, which I think by process is the correct move. But Luke Gessie just basically then called a run up the middle and I think it's because you have a very specific, like, five plays that you keep in your back pocket for two-point conversions at key points in the season. And I don't think he wanted to go to one of those plays in a preseason game where none of his starters were even on the field to benefit from it. So that's just one example of I'm not going to be too hard on the play calling. Didn't necessarily love the third and six um, run either. Hated it. I like the schemes overall. I've been I've been saying this over the preseason, uh, the training camp. I like the offense. I like the defense. I thought they executed at a very basic level with both today. So let's answer that question come week one when the whole playbook's open. Okay, does that make sense? Sure, sure. Uh, I'll I'll give a grade B. Way to come out with a big, big, uh, big take there, Carm. <laughs> well, he, I saw we, we had an end around. We had we had we had some moments, and and then there was just a. I mean, I I think like everybody else, I was just bothered by the third and six. Let Justin Fields throw the football. This is not that is not a difficult decision. So I'm not. I'll knock you down. But yes, uh, it, it's. I think we're a little out in front here trying to grade. Play oh my God! What Be for happened? bears. Be Breaking for bears. news here, guys. Uh-oh. Punt God? Are you talking about the punt God? Punt God! Oh my you God! You knew I was going to go to this. Well, the okay. chat started talking about it. Uh, he, I just watched it. He punted it from the his own eight yard line. It landed at the fourteen. Oh my God! I'm watching it into the end zone. Yeah, yeah I mean, you know, the the yeah, I can't show it due to he right kicked to it shoes. like twenty yards over the returner. Yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, turn the audio when down. When did Punt God get drafted? <laughs> Wait, but here's the problem, I think. It went in the end zone. It's a touchback. It did go in the end That's zone. That's the yeah. okay. This is the knock on him. Just, Very impressive 82-yard punt, but although sixty-two-yard punt. I have to say, if you're if you're if you're kicking it from your eight, and even with a touchback, you're at the twenty. That's a great punt. That's an insane punt. It's called punt god. What yeah. if you pinned it at the one? Then that'd be just like I would have wanted. That would be nice. Put him in the hall. Hey, let, let's end it here because uh, this is very true. Uh, Jeremy, who has a nice uh, Herky uh, Hawkeye yeah. uh, on his uh, avatar, he says you guys are working overtime today, and I agree. We are. Lawrence's ready to go home. We're it's over an hour and a half. We're ninety minutes. Yeah. In. Well, we you know, and we yeah. didn't have, we didn't even have Jake on today. Shout out to Jake Flanagan. Yep, we didn't. We our special guest could not make it due to uh, Soldier Field Wi-Fi issues, apparently. Well, this was a comment about the, uh, it was when Jake was on with uh, Will and Nick, and they went in like 90 minutes, and it was just the middle of July, and I don't even know what they were talking oh, about. Oh, they did yeah. a 90-minute show. Yeah. Oh, yeah. If I had been here, that wouldn't have happened. <laughs> <laughs> no way. Yeah. Hey, Jeremy, I'll, let's hang out, buddy. I want to sing, yeah. in heaven there is no beer for you, my brother. Oh. That's why we drink it here. I see that Iowa Hawkeye. And when we're gone from here, our friends will be drinking all the beer. Let's go, Hawks. Such a supreme university. Beautiful city. At what? I-O-W-A. Wrestling? Yeah, wrestling. They're pretty damn good. Come on now. I'll give you that. Come on. Nursing. Nursing school. Okay. Okay. Let's let's journalism school. Let's go nursing. I mean, for me, a psychology degree and a a fantastic intramural trip to the Elite Eight. Beat Tim Dwight off the dribble. Laid it in 2-0. Whoa. Team Windy Hill. Jordan Street. I-O-W-A, baby. That feels like I should leave the show now. Yeah, that's enough. Okay, we're out of here. Uh, follow him at the car for more nonsense like that. We had fun today, though. Great show. Appreciate good, it, Lawrence. Good stuff. Outstanding job. Thank you. Thanks to Nicholas Moriano, Will DeWitt, our whole, whole team here. This was fun to get going. I've been looking forward to this for a long time. Preseason game was outstanding. We're going to be back Thursday night with the pre- and post-game. I mean, if you've been watching our other shows, you know that a lot of, for Bulls, Hawks, White Sox, Cubs, we do pre and post. That's going to be the plan. Thursday is going to be like our real dress rehearsal for the regular season. Uh, it's a big game, by the way. It's ESPN's going um, Monday Night Football. Joe Buck and Aikman are calling that game. Huge wow. game. Huge. Huge. It's massive. Bears. I have no idea who's playing quarterback for the Seahawks. It's not Russell Wilson. It's definitely not <laughs> Russell Wilson. I so, was listening to somebody today saying that. I don't, we don't need to go down that road right now, but they're like they were they were propping the the Broncos as a Super Bowl contender. Like, just take it easy. Yeah, like, they needed a quarterback. They got him now. Um, we'll have to check in with DNVR on that one. All right. Um, appreciate everybody watching. We over a thousand people for live at one time for a preseason game. You guys are the best. Absolutely love you for that. That's outstanding. Uh, please check out all of our content at All CHGO if you like what we're doing here. Go get those memberships. Support us. T-shirts available like this one. We got Sweet a ton, one. one for every single team. Uh, looked like Will was wearing the Bears one, so check that stuff out. It's all there for you, All CHGO. Follow us on Twitter, at CHGO underscore Bears. I'm at Adam Hogue. We will be back Monday with the post-practice recap from House Hall. That'll be at 2 o'clock, and it's a quick week. It's a quick turnaround to play another game Thursday. Um, But that's the plan here for the Bears as they head to Seattle. So talk to you Monday, 2 o'clock.